0: hi i'm paulina hi i'm brisia
1: and we're sisters friends daughters wives and business owners and we're just following our dreams you know working to be a better version of ourselves every day all right and we're also moms welcome Welcome to to the the super mama sisterhood Sisterhood. hello hello hi super mama hi everyone Happy Tuesday or happy podcast day. Happy Supermama's day. Happy podcast day.
0: Welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast, the Mamas podcast.
1: A moment of gratitude to all our Supermama sisters. I just want to say you all are incredible, amazing. Sending me all the beautiful messages, saying hi to me on the streets of out here. Pasadena, what's up? <laughs> you all have no idea how much I love hearing from you. So I just want to say thank you. I'm very grateful. You all have been with me. Through so many periods of my life <laughs> from the, I just have, a, I'm like a new mom with like a right kid. No one talked to me. Liz, you're right. Oh my God. How can moms not do this over and over again to like, <laughs> I hate my life. I don't want to have to like, I want other kids just like every part of motherhood. Y'all have been with me. So thank
0: you. That is the ups and downs of motherhood. And we have a non-judgmental space.
1: Do you remember when I broke down <laughs> Because I couldn't find daycare back when I had one child. Yes. Oh, I remember. Yes. <laughs> I was like, I my baby going so quit and I don't know. And I also, when I changed from breast milk to formula and how stressed I was and how much I cried about it. And I look back, I'm like, oh God, my problems back then <laughs> were just so small. <laughs> This weekend, I was spending time
0: with Fernando and Paola, our brother and and sister-in-law, with the new, brand new babies. And they were talking about all their struggles and all the things that they're going through with the two tiny babies. And Paola carrying two babies at the same time. And they were like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I was like, yeah, it is hard, but I'm not going to lie. It gets harder.
1: (laughs) I love that they're bunching their heart in one period of their life, though. I think that's smart. I feel like I miss out. I always say, I, I feel like I missed out on one kid in between. I wish I would have three kids, like so bad, but there was one missing in between the two. You know what? God's plans are perfect. A hundred percent. Wait, speaking of kids and God's plan being perfect, we went to church yesterday and uh-huh. at the end where the pastor was speaking, uh, the, the the message was great. I'm not going to preach here the message, but at the end, the um, pastor asked for us to sponsor a child. I don't know how to say it, like not ask, but just encouraged, I don't know, encouraged us to sponsor a child in his or her life. And this is through an organization and you give a monthly payment. And with that payment, you help this kid who in this sp- stance is in Brazil, get a lot for very little, right? So mm-hmm. Eddie, we, we were late to church, so I couldn't get them into daycare. So they both of them heard the message with me. We sat up on the balcony and which was really nice. Eddie was hugging me. He was the most amazing boy through the service. And he's like, Who wants to, you know, sponsor a kid? And he raised his hand. I raised my hand. I'm like, okay, let's get your little brother. He was like, This is my little brother. I was like, Great. His name <laughs> was Benicio. We were like happy. We filled out the oh! form. Yeah. And then We went to the restroom. We came back. I was like, where's your brother? I don't know where he left the paper. Oh, my God. I'm like, you lost your little brother already? Eduardo, that's the brother that you always wanted. He's like, oh, man. I don't know. I think I left him in the bathroom. So we went back. We couldn't find Benicio. But I'm, I'm sure I'll get a picture of Benicio at some point. But you guys did sign up. Yes, we did. Oh, okay. okay, And we sponsored Benicio, but we (laughs) lost the paper.
0: He already lost his, he already lost the little brother. (laughs) Oh my God. No, I couldn't make it. I could not make it. I swear. I wanted to. I really, really wanted to. I started telling the girls like, get ready and stuff. But my body was like, no, you're not going anywhere. Sit down. No, yeah, I mean, you've,
1: dude, shout out to your birthday parties though. (laughs) Back to back.
0: Two back-to-back birthday parties. Oh my god, I was so exhausted mentally, physically, emotionally exhausted. <laughs> I was like, I am gonna stay home. I stayed home yesterday with the girls, and I had my best friend's two daughters also staying. Which honestly, I feel like some people, even you, are like, no, I'm not gonna drop off the kids. But when there's kids with my kids, it's so much easier. Oh, they're not honors. You yes. know, they're not. They're not like so. Okay,
1: mommy, mommy. Question about this, because this is the reason why I want another third kid, because I feel I'm missing the in between the two that will unite them because them mm-hmm. too. is like, mom, 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 mom. And they're fighting. And then at church, Eddie was hanging on me. I was seeing that was hanging on me and I love it. I mean, honestly, I've embraced the closeness of the three of us and I love it. I feel very, very loved. But I think like when you're home, you're like, okay, let's, can you both, if you play together while I make dinner or you both play while I can mostly just feed you guys, right? Like just so we (laughs) can have some space. Yeah. And I always think if I had a third, then they would all play in harmony. But it turns out that you don't need a a third sibling. What you need is like a third Child, like another body. You just need
0: another body to be like, you know. Yeah.
1: So I want to tell you that I've become the mom's. Like, do you want to drop off your kid at my house? I will take care of him. Don't worry about it. So I took one of his friends to your party last week.
0: Yeah, you have to have a child that comes in and like it's just entertaining Yesterday, no, your assistant babysitter. No, (laughs) but because you know, like Melinda, who's my goddaughter, was there. Amalia, who's the youngest, was there. I didn't even see the kids. They're in the room, they're playing, they're outside, they're like... And they're having fun. And they're having fun. And I am like, all right, you know, just let me know. And The thing is, like, I you still have to feed them, right? Like, you still have to constantly... I, but I think like, as long as you time it, every hour you drop off a snack in the room. Hey, guys, you want food? Here it is. Here it is, guys. That's all they need. They all need snacks through the day and that they entertain each other. So I'm always like, bring them, bring them. Even with Agustina's there, Sixta loves to play with her and play dress up and doing all these things. So they're just entertaining each other. So all of that to say, whenever you want to take my kids to your house, you're more than welcome to. So they could help you entertain your kids as well.
1: You know what? I will gladly adopt Sabina for like a summer.
0: <laughs> for sure. She would love that.
1: Would she? I think I so. Need to get, I, need, I know it's her birthday tomorrow. I need to get her like a present. and to get her a good present. I don't know what to get her.
0: Tomorrow is her birthday. And by the way, my birthday is the day after. Don't forget. Because it's like non-existent for everybody. <laughs> you know, everybody's like worried about what they're going to do for their birthdays. And like, we want this, mommy. We want that, mommy. We want this. And I was like, well, don't forget that my birthday is also know. I know. There. I told, and I you told know what they said? Eddie,
1: too. What did they say? They
0: were like, well, that, I'm sure daddy will do something.
1: <sighs> well, think about how that makes me feel, Paulina. Thank you. <laughs> But I, I, I told I told Eddie I was like I'm so excited for my birthday, Eddie. He's like, why? I'm like because I cannot wait to see what you have planned for me. It's like, what do you mean? Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm just so excited. I know you're gonna do something so special for me. He's like, bro, I don't have a car. I don't drive. <laughs> I'm like, and I was like, I don't know. I just I know that you're gonna do something really special, so I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You know what I did for my birthday? I cleared my weekend. That's what I did on my schedule. And so I'm going to have a weekend off. Yay. That's going to be exciting. I can't wait to not do anything. Yay. We have an amazing, amazing guest today. Bracia, can you tell us a little bit more of who is coming on the show today?
1: So we have Angelica Casares, who has spent her entire career working to amplify Latino voices through her work in the public relations sector. She is also the founder of the inaugural Latina Entrepreneurship Day conference happening for the first time this year in Houston on Friday, October 13th. So for those of you in Houston, check that out. She has co-founded two marketing and creative agencies with operations in Houston and Northwest Arkansas with her husband. And she's a proud mother of her son, Edgar. She is also the owner and host of the Latina Leadership Podcast, which publishes each week and is one of the five co-hosts where they interview Latinas in positions of leadership and power on their personal journeys and life lessons. So she shared a lot of her journey with us. She was very vulnerable. And I think a lot of y'all are going to get a lot of inspiration out of this. Yes, definitely.
0: We are always empowering and talking about mental health. This one was all about mental health. And so... Without further ado, here is your episode with Angelica Casas. And stay tuned for our pick or tip of the week.
1: Welcome to the show, Angelica. 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 With a yes.
2: J. It's, uh, as my mom would say it, I've been mispronouncing in my entire life. It's Angelica. Angelica. Yeah. Angelica. Angelica. Well, welcome to the show, Angelica. How Thank are you? Ladies. Ah, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for the invite. Thank
0: you so much for coming on the show. I've been reading a lot about what you're doing, and I'm excited to have a fellow podcaster join us today. So (laughs) welcome to the Superbamas tribe. Before we get started into our conversation, can you please introduce yourself to the Superbamas? Tell us who you are, who you
2: live with what you do, a little bit about your life, anything that you want to share, please go ahead. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Angelica Casares, born and raised in Houston, Texas. Who am I? You know, the first thing I want to do is talk to you about my work because that's just what I do. But I'm married. I have one son who's going to turn 21 in October this month coming up, and I'm excited for that. It's a whole new world for me. But wow. lately, I've been doing a lot of my community work trying to find my purpose. So, at uh, me and my husband launched a company about 6 years ago, and we have two now. We have a consulting company and a marketing company. And of course, then I have my podcast.
0: Well, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot. So, you have one son, he's 21. Yes. Well, he's going to be 21?
2: He's going to be 21.
0: Wow. I was reading a little bit over your about your bio and I know you were a really young mom as well. Yes. Mhm. And can you go a little bit on your story? Your bio was very intentional on the pivotal times in your life that made a big impact, one of them being the birth of your son. Yeah. And also the moment where you were, I believe, diagnosed not so long ago. I want to know the whole story. Tell me how it was for you to be a young mom. I know you were a single mom. Also,
2: there was talk about couch surfing. So please tell, tell us, share your story with us. Paulina, let's see if we have enough time. <laughs> I was a young mom, but I have to say that my young momness wasn't really actually that young. Right. So I was older than my friends who were having babies. They were having babies at 16, 17, 18. I waited apparently a little longer at 20 years old. Entonces when I had my son, I had dropped out of high school. I was kind of bouncing around from like friends I kind of like to tell people that I aged out of my mom's house. She was married to my stepfather and they just, I was just older. Honestly, she had left her little ranchito in San Luis Potosí when she was like 14, 15 years old. So I guess her expectancy was that I could make it on my own, right? And it's no, I get it to some extent, I get it. She wanted me to stand on my own two feet, except standing on my own two feet here in a new world where nobody explained anything to me was just hanging out with my friends and doing what I wanted to do. I didn't know any better. And honestly, I had been sick forever. I had been having panic attacks since I was about 13 years old. I didn't know there were panic attacks. I thought I was dying. So I have my son and I don't know what to do. I get a phone call from my teacher. Well, he was now the principal of the high school that I had dropped out of. And it was an alternative school for at-risk youth. So I haven't even dropped out. I had given a second chance and I had dropped out of my second chance and I was like, What am I doing with my life? Me vale madre. I'm gonna I'm sorry if I cussed. <laughs> no. <laughs> I you can, okay. you can. So sorry about that. Este so I was No, you like, totally can. If you want to. This is a, this is a, this is an all-inclusive podcast. Thank you. <laughs> so I just started to to do my own thing. And so when the said for my son, when I got my son, I got that phone call from the teacher, and he now he was a principal and he said, Angelica. He's like, girl, what are you doing? You have like so many few little credits to graduate. And I was like, well, OK, well, what do I what do you mean? I was like, no, I'm pregnant. Pretty soon I'm going to give birth and I obviously can't go back to school. And he's like, we're actually doing this program. We're having homeschooling, right, where they send an instructor, teacher and they give you your assignments, they help you and they take that uh, stuff back to school and they get graded and whatever. And I was like, really? It's like, OK, bueno, I'm in. So I started school. And at this point, yeah, estaba grande. I was big already. Like he was born in October. So I didn't really stay long in school. So I had my son and I begged my aunt to take care of him. And honestly, she gave no stripe about it. She was like, see, sí? she was like, go oh, do what you got to go do. Honestly, if it wasn't for my aunt, I wouldn't be here today. If it wasn't for her taking care of my son, when he had to be taken care of, I would not be here. I would not have graduated high school. None of that stuff would have happened. I lived on her floor, I lived on her sofa, I lived on my aunt's sofa, and me and my son were living out of my car. I had finally, he was born in October, so come January, I had, you know how you get the reimbursement, right? And I had made, I think, $12,000 that year, so it was right on the point where I can get about three, dollars $4,000, and I bought myself a used car with that. I had boxes of pañales in the back, and I had, I remember one time when I was in high school, the security guard actually came up to my car, and he was looking, I just had junk everywhere. And he was like, oh, and he like backed up, and I was embarrassed. I was like, fuck. I was like, I don't want anybody to know that I do this. So I wouldn't be like in the way of my aunt. I would go stay at my sister's house and take care of her kids. And I still was young and I wanted to go out. So I would take care of her kids, and then she would take care of my son. So we did that for now and then. And then I graduated high school. I needed a work. And I was like, I think I can do higher education because I was told I can do higher education. In eighth grade, one of the teachers was like, Angelica, they took us to like a tour. And one of the tours was here at Rice University, which is one of the larger schools. And so that was the first time somebody indicated to me that I was worth higher education. And I was like, ah, OK, maybe I am. So I wanted to go to school. And I was like, my only way in is community college. So I jumped on board with community college. I begged the security person that was my friend. I said, hey, I need a job. He was like, you can work security part time. I was like, perfect. And then that's when I met my husband. Things happened. My world would shift upside down without going into much detail to that one because that one was very personal to me. I became very sick and I became very depressed to the point I became agoraphobic. I wasn't leaving my house, dropped out of school. I had dropped out of an internship that I applied for that I loved at the Photography Center here in Houston, an opportunity to do the things that I wanted to do in visual arts. And I had to leave all that behind because I was sick. And yeah, it, it got that got really, really wow. hard. I stopped driving. I stopped everything. Long story short, I finally was able to recover after long, long sessions with therapists. Right. I had to stop paying attention to my family who said, you just got to take this vitamin. You just got to pray to God. you just got to work out. I did. I did. I tried that, you know. (laughs) Well, that's what they told me. That's what I'm saying. When I had my episode, Mm -hmm. the advice was you need to go work out. Yeah. Necesitas limpiar. How is that going to (laughs) help? (laughs) <laughs> yeah. as <algo>. I am. <laughs> so I, I finally, last year, I finally I started to put a lot of money and dedication into my mental health. And I got my diagnosis, which is what I suspected a long time ago. But as soon as I just started saying what the problem and the issues were. So I do, I, I was diagnosed with OCD. Uh, my OCD isn't so much behavior. It's, they call it pure O. It's called pure obsession, where I can mentally obsess over things, where it becomes to the point where it's completely debilitating. Oh, wow. Well, thank you for sharing. I know it's very painful and vulnerable
0: spot. I am also a survivor of mental health. Mine was postpartum twice. And so I get it. I know what you've been through. I know the work that it takes to get out. I know the fear, the pain, the shame. There's something like only wrong with me, and no one is going to understand. And again, that was one of the reasons why we started this podcast at the beginning. It was just to normalize those things so I think it's important that even though it is painful it's important to share these stories because I think at that point in my life and I'm sure at that point in your life when someone else tells you I feel the same way it just makes you feel like okay it's just not me Mm because sometimes we think it's just us and there's something wrong with us so hearing other people and hearing other testimonies I think really helps maybe someone out there is struggling and just listening to you will help them, even if it is just realizing, oh, yeah, maybe I need to seek for help or that little encouragement that they need or that little support that they need to feel okay. So thank you. I appreciate you sharing your story. And then once that happened, I think that opened all the doors for you. It just opened a whole new world and all the things happened. Tell us how it went and why you started the podcast. What has come after that? All the amazing things that have happened because it is
1: possible
0: if you are going through something through an emotional problem, it is possible to get out. It is possible once you accept it, once you do the work, it takes a lot of work. It's painful. It hurts like fuck. But once you do that and you're on the other side, beautiful things happen,
2: right? Yes. One of the things in in terms of the podcast. So what happened was... I think I explained just a little bit when I said that I had the opportunity that I had mentors from a very young age who tell me like I had something that maybe I had something to offer the world. And I believed them. I truly, truly did. I had a sister who was two years older than me. She was incredible. She was sought out for like higher education and started in middle school for her. But being from where from, the influences are much higher than and especially for a mom who worked graveyard shift, right? She wasn't there at night. Of course. of course. Yeah. she. It, so it got really hard and she was a single mother. My mom was a single mother. And so it got hard for my sister. She dropped out eventually from high school, but she got kicked out of this magnet program. She had mentors also. But here's the thing. The only problem was that my sister didn't have cheerleaders. And I felt like she was one of my cheerleaders. She got diagnosed yeah. with cervical cancer five years ago. We're coming up to six years this December. She passed away. They found it oh, when she was I'm stage so four and me and her would hang out when I, when I was going through my panic attacks, I have safe people. I know we all have safe people that we can talk to. She was one of my safe people, my mom, my sister, and my husband, that was it. And so when she was diagnosed, she was trying her hardest. She was finally turning her life around. And if there had been more opportunities for her to have cheerleaders more for her to do these things it would have been over. So I keep that in mind every time I start a new project, which is what my podcast talks about. It talks about Latinas in education, Latinas in mental and physical wellness, Latinas equal pay. So everything my sister needed to excel and survive, whatever road she took, I want to provide that for the Latinas in my world. Little Latinas, older Latinas, women who did have their baby and they're changing up their career and they want to do something on the corporate space. I don't want to just tell them, hey, entrepreneurship is the way for you. It might not be, but I want you to excel wherever you're at. How can I do that? Do we need to build programs? Do we need to talk to? I mean, I have because I've been in my community for so long and I've been doing PR and marketing for so long that I do have access to some people and that I can talk to them about what's going on. And I go talk to my community and my community tells me something completely separate from what they're saying. And I'm like, no, I, hold on. I think it's different for them. Listen, they, they're talking to you. We need to listen. Yeah. And so that's the whole podcast. That's the premises of our entire work that we do. But last year I was like, when COVID started, everybody started, I know everybody started podcasting around that, around that time. I had bought my equipment way before that, (laughs) (laughs) and I was going to do in-person audio visual podcasting and forget it who am I going to interview so my husband was like me and you are going to do it I was like Juan we've started every project together I want one of my own okay and he's like all right and I was like well I'm gonna launch and so I sought out a mentor my my mentor to this day is still one of my cheerleaders my mentor to this day is still involved in aspects that I reach out for. Yeah. So the, the podcast is dedicated to all the girls and the women, young women, older women who are transitioning in life.
0: Mm, that's beautiful. That's beautiful. So beautiful. What is so story. beautiful? Yeah. Th- I mean, I think it's super important to pay it forward. Right. I think it is a way to pay it forward to other women to open doors. You don't know what it's going to look like. When we started the podcast eight years ago, we had no idea. We were doing. It was a way for the same for for us to release, for us to just ugh, spill our guts, and then we realized that there was a lot of women in our space, in the motherhood space, that needed that support and that cheerleading that we need as mothers. That's what we thought we needed, and now it has evolved into yes, knowing that you can be a mother and you can have a multi face life, and you can do different things, and you can be empowered. And I love the work that you're doing because that's similar to the work that we do here in Los Angeles, but you're doing it over there. And so mm-hmm. it's incredible to meet other women that are doing it all over the country because it is important to give opportunities to Latinas. It's important to show Latinas what are the things that they can do, no matter where they come from, right? We, ha- we come from all sorts of backgrounds and we have our stories and we've had our struggles and up and downs. But like I was telling you with the mental health aspect, it's the same thing with entrepreneurship, with growth, with everything. I need to see someone that looks like me, that talks like me, that has the same background than me, that has had the same struggles as me. And knowing that that person made it and that person has dreams and aspirations, I think that that sometimes gives permission to other people that feel like they don't have it. To explore and to grow and to pursue more things and pursue their own dreams, which is something that is amazing because you could have not, right? You could have easily not done the work. You could have
2: easily shut down. You could have, it's easier. It's hard to show up for yourself. It's hard to show up, and especially for your community. When you commit yourself to saying that you're going to do something, the follow through is hard. We're always used to disappointing ourselves. Mm-hmm. I mean, sh- I think showing up for yourself is probably the best. That's the hardest thing you can do, but also
1: the best thing you can do. Right? We are our biggest assets ourselves, mm-hmm. us as a person. But it's so hard to show for yourself. I mean, it's sometimes it's easier to show for other people than do that for yourself because you feel guilty about it.
2: It's because we're so used to like doubting ourselves that it's just like, well, I knew I couldn't do it, right? So, but when you tell people you're gonna do something everybody's watching you. And that's the hard part that when people start watching you, you're like, oh, how do I sound? How do I look to them? How do I, and I'm like, why do you care? That's not the reason. It wasn't, the reason wasn't to look pretty and blah, 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 blah. That wasn't the reason I started these things. It was because I know my community needed something from me. And I knew that I could potentially, possibly, with the work that we do, be able to put this forward. Yeah. I tell my co-host all the time, if I walk away from this podcast, this podcast has to suppress me. It has to. It, it shouldn't stop with me. Yeah, I started it maybe, but it shouldn't stop with me. Our voices, our stories don't stop with me. I wish Erica would have shared her story. Yeah.
0: I saw that. I mean, there's five of you doing the podcast, yeah. which I think is pretty interesting. How does that work? I mean, mm-hmm. you know, with me and my sister,
2: just scheduling it alone, <laughs> It's crazy. How do you guys, I mean, how, how does that work? Everybody has different interests. And so when I started to talk to them about what I wanted to do, you know, I could tell that the interest might not have been there. It couldn't be just my voice and my opinion talking about topics and leadership and all that stuff. Right. Because I think I knew it all. And then I started talking to them and they're like, what about this? And what about that? I was like, oh, shit, I don't talk about I don't have small kids in the 21st century. Right. My kid's going to turn 21. (laughs) I've turned over a new leaf and I've left that behind. And so. I'm not having any more kids. So when they start talking about one of the co-hosts just had her baby, month old, couple of months old. And I was like, that's a whole different perspective. That's a whole different conversation she's having. And so we schedule them just based on the interest of people. And then we have like Sonia, who's an amazing writer also. And she has access to her Rolodex is different than mine. Mm -hmm. And they reach out to her. They'll reach out to me based on like, who's talking about what? And we schedule those which is why I had to rename it, right? It used to be the Latina Leadership Series. And now it's Latina Leadership Podcast. And it's different Latinas doing those conversations. And I wanted to keep it like that. So when one walks away, I'll add another one. If they need to do something else, I'll add another one. And eventually somebody will take lead. And down the road, it's a possibility I might step away.
0: Yeah. I love what you're saying, surpassing you.
2: Yeah. It's like a legacy. It it is like a legacy,
0: building your legacy. And I saw that you guys also are doing now live events in Texas. I know you're going to have a conference. I know you've been published in different outlets for the work that you're doing. But I also know that some of you are not in the same space. You guys are not all in Texas. And I love that because it is a collaboration. It's a community. And it is... I think like a good example of how people can actually work together. I think like there are a lot of misconceptions about Latina women working together and how there's always competition, competition and cattiness. And just reading what you do, I was like, that's amazing that she can have a group of women that are in different places and different spaces and different spaces in their life and come together because it is a testament that we are a community that can work together.
2: Yeah. So Diana is actually just a few years older than my son. She's like five, six years older than my son. And so wow. she has a whole different perspective. And it it is it, it has to be a collaboration between us. In true honesty, we Latinas and our struggles are not any different than people who collaborate in real life. And so it's already like a double hit, right? We're already known as spicy and catty <laughs> and we're women. And I know, but I don't, that's like such a, I mean, I, it's not
1: my experience. I, I, in Paulina, in our experience too, and it's this horrible misconception. I think, if anything, Latinas are the most united.
2: <laughs> yeah. I think so too. I honestly, 100%. truly, yes. I, I, got, I try to tell people this all the time. It's like, I don't think you understand when you pin us up against each other. Where I'm more interested in getting to know the person that you're pinning me up against. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. like, oh, what, 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 what do you mean? What, how different is she? How fucking amazing She's so much different than me? Wouldn't it be boring if we were all the same? It would be more than boring. It would be un- uneventful. Bland.
0: <laughs> I mean, everything that we do, our food or music or everything is like spicy and mixed up and full of colors and flavors and things. If it was all the same, it would be bland. I think that's the
2: word. It would be. But the collaboration aspect of Latinas getting together and having we need to stop letting people talk about us and talk amongst ourselves until we tell you what we need. That's what we're going to continue to do. And we have to stop. And that's the premises. And I'm assuming that's what you guys do also. The mental health of the Latina doesn't look like anybody's mental other health. Cultural
0: nuances.
2: Yeah. Me and you will understand each other, but it's not going to be the same for a white man to tell me that this is the way it is. When I first started seeking out therapists, the first person that I Googled and he was like an expert at like what I was experiencing. And I went to him and actually he was my advocate and I was so afraid to go for him. But he's like, I don't think you can afford me, but here are some resources. And I was like, oh my God, they're helping. People are helping. But I was in dire need. I was in desperate need of anything, something. And so... I experience that now today with Latinas is that same advocacy. We're here to help each other. Yeah. But here's the thing. It's hard to ask for help from Latinas when the Latinas aren't in those spaces. Right. For sure. So if they're in C-suite and we're looking to get into C-suite and we don't see one and we're trying to ask for it, it's like, it's hard. People have to take chances on us. And why are you taking a chance on us? Have somebody there who can facilitate what I need because we facilitated everything else. Everybody needs to excel and succeed. Why isn't it the same for us?
0: For sure. I totally agree. And, you know, it is important to highlight stories and highlight what Latinas in every space. I mean, I think women of color in general, you know, Mm -hmm. highlight women of color in general, because even though we're culturally sometimes different, it's all the same struggle. We're all struggling to like come ahead in this rat race that is life. (laughs) But I want to thank you for your vulnerability, your honesty, and also for wanting to pay it forward because I think that's the most important. And from your story and from what you're saying, I can see how your life has changed when you started doing that. And I want to congratulate you and I know you're going to keep doing amazing things. And when I'm out there in Houston, I'm going to come and I'm going to come and visit you. <laughs> we'll go we'll go have some breakfast tacos
2: you guys should come to the conference honestly it's open invitation for you ladies to come Thank you. Thank and you so experience much. it if you have the time
0: i saw it's on october 18 that's my sister's birthday week so she already has plans oh. and that's <laughs> this is this is libra season we have a bunch of birthdays but you don't have to tell me twice you know i'm i'm down to go i'm down to go to houston <laughs> and meet all you amazing ladies so Thank you so much again for coming on the show.
1: Thank you so much. Thank you for your vulnerability. Yeah. And thank you for being you. And thank you for the service that you do.
2: Thank you. I, honestly, I think you ladies are doing amazing things on these platforms. You're out here on these streets doing amazing things and having this conversation. I went and I saw you on IG and the blew me. I was like, who? How much sex? And I was like, what? I was like, oh. <laughs> it got I mean, spicy. we got to talk like, about all these things, right? <laughs> <laughs> we do. We don't know what we don't know, girl. No, we don't at (laughs) all. Now we know how much sex we should be having. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, you ladies are doing amazing things on these platforms and doing the service that is being provided to listen to you ladies just speak and getting the word out there is amazing. I didn't know you ladies were sisters. I don't know why. We are sisters. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's so freaking amazing. We're sisters, mothers.
0: (laughs) 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 We're for real, for real sisters. (laughs) Yeah. And like whenever you're in L.A.,
2: Calm down. Yeah. Don't tell me that because I'll go. Come. Uh-huh.
0: Come, girl. Anytime. <laughs> Please tell our listeners where they can find your podcast. How, where, how can they follow you and, you know, get inspired with you. Tell us all things, Angelica.
2: Absolutely. So Latina Leadership Podcast can be found on any platform where you listen to your podcast, including YouTube and Facebook. Also, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. But in whatever regards, you can find us on latinaleadershippodcast.com.
0: Oh, okay, great. Well, maybe we should do a crossover or some or
2: something like that. That would be amazing. That would be fun. You ladies have to meet the other co-host. And uh, I, I would love to see what how they interview you ladies. That's like a party. You know what I mean? That's a no party. No one get
1: a word in. I can't even get a word in now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, Angelica. I'm sure this will be the first of many. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Gracias.
0: And we are back with our Picker Tip of the Week. I have a pick. Did you know, just in case, just because I've been, I just finished party season. But did you know that it's super hard to get helium nowadays? Helium is super expensive. I actually bought a helium tank in Target for 30 balloons for $50. 30 balloons. Gone are the days when we just can't go fill up our things. So
1: each balloon is more than a dollar to fill out? Each balloon is more than a dollar. I'm good. So I made You the mistake. can See, when people are like, what can you get for a dollar nowadays? Not even, I guess not even air. I guess you can't even get air. Not even.
0: So then this weekend for Sabina's birthday party, my husband went to downtown to get a, a helium tank and he got bamboozled. They charged him 50 mm, bucks. Why for am a, I not for surprised? A, for a, <laughs> he got one for $50 and then he took it home. And the morning of the party, I was like, okay, I'm going to do the balloons. Los los llene, and boom, they will fall down on the floor. They will not. I was like, This is not helium? They lie to you, dude. They lie to you. It was like, What? Oh, anyway. So I'm going to let them deal with that. But I actually, I'm glad I acquired a balloon buddy. It's called Balloon Buddy. I got it also at Target for 20 bucks. And this is like an electric machine to help you fill out balloons. Because I don't know if you know that, but now I make garlo- balloon garlands. You know, if you saw all the balloon garlands in my parties, I made them. And just, you know, nowadays, forget about helium. Just do balloons. Get the get the balloon buddy. It was like $20 and it's so easy. Krista was helping me fill out the balloons. And we made a really pretty little garland wannabe for the party. So my tip for you this week is don't get helium. Just get a balloon buddy.
1: Because floating is overrated.
0: <laughs> Floating is so rated, and they last longer, but you don't make them float because even with that helium tank, I fill out the balloons in the morning and by like 1 pm they were on the floor. I was like, mm. so no more helium for you. get the balloon buddy and making a garland is not that hard. I thought it was hard, but it's not that hard. You just have to be very patient and put every every balloon in every little hole that's it
1: I don't have a tip or a pick, but I do need your help, sisters. ASAP I need to figure out what Costumes I'm gonna do for Halloween. Now that I'm gonna do like a trio, oh I'm sure there's famous trios. I need to do a trio: my my daughter, my son, and myself for Halloween.
0: trio, trio. No, no,
1: no, that would be That's not even a costume. Dude. That's like someone's <laughs> livelihood.
0: What? No, I mean. That's that a costume? Oh, I don't. That's that's right. No, that, that's not a costume. What about famous trios? You just Google famous trios.
1: Yeah, I guess I can just Google famous trios Halloween costume. Famous
0: trios Halloween costume.
1: Yeah, Halloween costumes
0: get like more and more intricate every year.
1: Well, I always well not always, but I've done two Halloween. So there's a school one, which is just he's a solo and he does what he wants, and then there's a the family one. Mm-hmm. So. The solo, yeah. for some reason, he wants to be Squid Games because I guess he found that in Roblox. Now he's really into Roblox, oh gosh! I don't... Whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, this is the most inappropriate <laughs> it's a, it's a, costume. It's a, it's a stage. I'm like, it's the most inappropriate costume in the world. But that's what he wants to do for school. And then I just have to find one for the family. Well, it is a school night, so...
0: I'm happy that's a school night Oh, yeah, me too. I'm also short. excited.
1: I'm like, come on, people. I'm sure there's going to be trick-or-treating in the street. There has to be. This street is meant I'm for sure. things like that.
0: Are you decorating now? You I know? feel like I should. I think I the am. I think
1: I'm going to take next weekend.
0: Is your new neighborhood the kind of neighborhood where like all the neighbors get together and like do the... I have
1: no idea. TBD, I will let you know. I will tell you that the other day I was driving by and someone was already... I guess, setting up their Christmas lights. What? Yeah. I was like, are you oh all setting up? For? I think they were testing out their lights. And I'm like, is this going to be like a November 1st situation in this neighborhood? I feel like everyone here can't wait to put Christmas lights. So I feel like that I need to do. I can't wait to put Christmas lights. To me, Halloween is like, mm. I mean, we're going to make our altar de muertos for sure. We're going to make our altar de muertos. But we do need to, we, I need to do like some Halloween decorations next time they're here. So excited yeah we need to do that to do that for sure
0: well that is the show for this week ladies we will see you next week and keep at it one day at a time amen all right bye, bye.
1: hey sisters thank you so much for listening hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter if you're not make sure you hit that subscribe button on SuperRomas.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore supermamas and on Twitter, also at underscore supermamas, and in the Face at Supermamas Podcast. Oh,
0: one more thing. We want to hear your Super Mama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Calling to our hotline, 424 329 3707 and leave us a message or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com. very soon we could be featuring you on the show please remember to leave your name and instagram handle for a chance to be
1: featured much love and see you you next week week. super mamas